In this week's episode, 3,000 miles in a 992 Sport Classic. Brought to you by Nineworks.co.uk, the fastest growing online Porsche community, supported by the Nineworks Marketplace. Nineworks Radio is your dedicated Porsche and car podcast, hosted by Lee Sibley, Andy Brooks and Max Newman. Nineworks Radio is carefully produced with special input from experts around the industry and powered by our valued members of the Nineworks Driven Not Hidden Collective. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nine Works Radio, joined by Andy Brooks, Max Newman, Morning. myself, Lee Sibley, and a panellist today, uh, in Mr. Paul Pressland. Back again, sir. Good morning, one and all. Morning, morning. Mr. P. Morning, morning. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you on, PP. Uh, what have you been up to recently? Well, <clears throat> nothing down to work, and... Uh, that, but I was able to enjoy a fantastic work inverted commas. It was actually a work trip down to the south of France. So the Côte d'Azur from the Côte de Bournemouth or Côte de Poule to the Côte d'Azur, which was fantastic. Excellent. Which was also part of your running in uh, work on the 992 Sport Classic. If I absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right, Max. It was, uh, uh, I'd done a fair few miles. I think I'd done six, seven hundred. And it, there was a bit of debate about how long you have to run them in for. So I wanted to be err on the side of caution. And so, yes, took the opportunity of tooting down to the south of France. Um, by the time I got there, I think I sort of hit to 1,700 miles, which seems to be the sort of point at which they agree that you can start to open it up. And uh, I then had uh, two or three days of work. So it was just trundling backwards and forwards from accommodation to the convention. Uh, but when the uh, calling came back to the uk i was on uh, able to give it some i think uh, uh yeah a bit of a bit of beans mm-hmm. so <laughs> let's establish from the off then your 992 sport classic what mileage are we on currently it's got it's got to be surely the most of any sport classic on the planet uh well it's about three thousand at the moment having said that um uh, a fellow collective member james velicott is currently on the Cote d'Azur. And, <laughs> i saw a video uh, this morning yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've, I'm re- I've been obviously chatting to him um, uh, off the main group and uh, wishing him well. And we discussed various routes. And he was on the is it the Corniches or the Kamal, one of those roads? Uh, it was some Rolls Royce um, uh, name. I think it was the Camargue. Uh, he was he was driving down. Uh, so when he's back, I'm sure we'll be comparing mileages. So yes, <laughs> three thousand. So yeah. it's actually written. James is James is a user and a driver. Um, certainly 911 Spy, his his GT3 touring. I don't know what the mileage was when he finished with it, but he was never shy to to, mm, uh, to, to drive that it. car, yeah. which is fantastic. Really, very much, really. very much in the spirit of the collective, driven not hidden. Absolutely, absolutely. yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I was slightly should... concerned that I saw a video or, or some pictures of him cleaning it down on the coach shore. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't do that, would you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's why you chose dark olive, isn't it? Because it exactly. really hides the dirt. Yeah, dirty olive. <laughs> dirty <Yeah>. olive. <laughs> <laughs> 
talk to us about the spec then first of all before we go into driving impressions paul because as, as max said it's a it's a lovely pts color in my humble opinion the the, the best one i've seen yet. yeah yeah i'd agree so with that far. um what was the what's the thinking behind it well that's very kind of you to say that it's always encouraging when your fellow enthusiasts uh um concur with your sort of thoughts it's it's, it's a it's almost like sort of a waiting for a birth or something when it arrives. I mean, obviously, I went through it with the Ruby car, which did work, um, but was a brave call. <clears throat> so the, the, the rationale behind the Sport Classic was I do have a 997 Sport Classic, and we'll look at some comparisons between them. But the colour, the, the launch colour and the standard grey is not the same as the Sport Classic. It's a metallic finish, not a not a flat finish. So because it wasn't going to be the same, I just was veering away from it. So I started to look at the, the standard colours of gate grey, black, gentian blue, and I felt that they were they're, they're great colours but weren't quite doing it. And then I spotted that if you want the actual Sport Classic grey of the launch one, it's a PTS colour. So £6,500 later to have oh, really? the same. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that then got me going down the colour palettes, and we've we've um, uh, we've all uh, we've discussed in the past how difficult that is. And I'd had a nine nine two GT three touring, an you know, oak metallic green, wonderful colour, but that 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 seam seems to have been mined quite extensively, and the, there are some other lovely greens out there. Ungerberg green, Peter Eswick's car, fantastic GT three. We saw him the other week, didn't we, Max? Yeah. So I started to go down, and I wanted – I do quite like dark-coloured cars, black cars, and I've made the point that I felt the 992 is a, is a large car, and, and lighter colours I'm not convinced about. So I started to go down, and the dark olive jumped out at me. That it's something that if you know, you know, and in certain lights, the, 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 um, uh, the green fleck uh, and the green and the fleck come through. And so that was the colour I chose. And, I felt also that it contrasted very well with the cognac and coloured interior and also the pepita. Uh, the pepita I wasn't 100% sure about. I felt that it was quite a strong contrast with the black and the white. You, you, you get that sort of silvery fleck one, whereas this is very much a, a harsh contrast. It's, mm -hmm. it's a black, black and a white, yeah. white. Whereas some of them on my touring, it's it's uh, 901 touring, it's a, uh, it's a silvery pepita, which sort of blends a bit better. So that was the the rationale. It was trying to find something that was dark, that wasn't black, that was different. Hadn't really seen any PTS cars in that colour before, and that was the rationale behind it. So something understated. How, how close did you get to a brown? Did that go through? Pretty close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those of you that that, um, that that have listened in the past to, to various things, my father had a. Um, is it dark copper metallic brown? What's the, what's yeah. the original night? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. My father had that uh, a three liter turbo. It might have, yeah, I think it was a three liter uh, turbo in that color. Yeah, pretty close on it, but it was possibly for me at that stage a little step too far. I just felt there was a debate, but it came down in favor of the dark olive. There have subsequently been a macadam brown sport classic, which yes. I think has been on PT PTSRS. Uh, which has got a lot of um, uh, positive responses and it's fantastic and, and credit to the, the the person that chose that. I think it's a mistake. Is that right? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Mistakes, yeah. Yeah. I saw Not it only sure. yesterday or the day before. 
It's a good looking car, although it has got the number Sorry, on the my, side. Sorry, my 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 screen froze it. So it, it's um, is it mistakes that one? Yeah, it is. I think there's a story. There's certainly there's somebody somebody's got a turbo in um, copper bronze metallic, um, which is uh, he's also got a nine thirty three liter in that color as well. Uh, this one's actually the the Macadamia Sport Classic is a German uh, uh, delivered car. But you're right, that Turbo S in copper uh, metallic that is a that's a US uh, delivered car, and they used the uh, fuel filler cap from the owner's. Um, sort of 75 or 76 car to match the colour for that one. Yes. Yeah, it was actually there. quite quite a brave brave call because the, the presumably there must be some... I suppose the earlier paints tend to fade less than the... I don't know about the bottom paints, but the, the, they're water-based now, aren't they? Whereas they were oil-based previously. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. So to answer your question, Lee, it was about subtlety. It was something different and trying to put one's own personality onto it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really super colour, isn't it? Really, really super colour. I, I I love it. I remember it, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, first gen 997, dark olive was a colour. I think I had a client who had a 97.1 really? Carrera um, in, in dark olive. So I used to call on him, you know, when I was a young man in my turbo diesel golf company car, and he had this, uh, yeah, he had this 997 in, in in dark olive he bought it he bought a three a three six not a three eight and he'd gone for dark olive just because he's a contrarian so he wanted to do things that were different from everyone else but that mm -hmm. was his rationale and but it always stuck in my mind that it was a really super color so i mean it's great to see yours paul when we're at gilks even though it was a sort of overcast day a little bit so you know you had to look hard through the dirt to get the fleck but i mean it's a super color thank really you is. yeah it, it particularly uh looking forward to the spring and summer because it when i was uh, in the south of france when the, when the sun mm. came out you, you 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 i took some pictures it doesn't photograph overly well and, and unless you the, the sun's really popping out on it and uh, but when you walk up to it you see different shades yeah that's almost a car up. that you need to see in video rather than stills so that you get to see the the the, the fleck moving about yeah uh, in stills you don't get that feeling and it's a, a bit lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Nineworks TV is going to come to the rescue there very yeah. shortly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to that, Lee. And we've, um, uh, yeah, it'd be great to get the two, the 997 and 992 together. It's quite interesting. I did do um, a little sort of thought process, and because the 997 Sport Classic has at times been maligned, perhaps, for not being a higher performance vehicle. Um, and being a sort of show pony is a bit of a strong word, but actually, if you look into it, it's it's, it's got an awful lot going to it. But I think that they've answered the questions, those questions, with the nine nine two. If you think about it, it's five hundred and fifty brake horsepower. It's two wheel drive. Only it's the most powerful manual nine nine two you can buy. Uh, it's the wide body without the scoops, so turbo body without the scoops. It's the turbo engine, and so the the performance side of it, it ticks the boxes, whereas the 997 has been a little pushed back and said, but, but ultimately, if you look at the, the, the 997, it's 408 on brake horsepower, it's the GTS engine, everybody raves about the GTS, and that's a fabulous car. Uh, Rear-wheel drive, both, both cars are manual. There's a, there's a lot of comparisons, but I think that they have tweaked and answered the questions over the performance and the, and the difference of the car, but 
I know yeah, what you guys agreed. think. Uh, agreed. And, and again, that is a common misconception with the 997. Um, it, and, and people have said it on this podcast before, you know, it's just a, a tarted up GTS, but, you know, in its in its most kind of um, chastising verdict, really. But it, it is a lot more than that. And, and I think only perhaps those that have, have driven the car and experienced it can really understand it's a high level of uh, exquisite detailing and proper like handcrafted interiors and everything else. But you are right. I think Porsche possibly has gone a little step further with a 992 in making sure there is clear differentiation between mm. it and anything else within yeah. the lineup. And as, as you point out, it's the only rear-wheel drive manual 911 turbo you can buy and have been able to buy for the last 10 years and and some. And um, some yeah. as, as you point, the last one. Uh, rear wheel drive no. manual. Yeah, I suppose I just, you're right then. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was just going off manual turbo, but yeah, you're right. And throwing the the rear drive in, yeah. it is it is. So yeah, thirty years. So that is that's incredibly special in its own right. It is the most powerful manual 911 you can buy currently. Of course, the most powerful manual 911 of all time is the 997 GT2 RS, which could well end up being like the the number one forever, really, just with the way things are going. So yeah, it, is, it right. is a very, very, very special car on paper. Yeah. yeah. If, if you look at the 997, and we'll come on to the 992, if you look at the 997, one of 250, 250 in the world. I think 17 UK cars, originally right-hand drive. So wow. around the world, there's probably not more than 40, 30 right-hand drive cars. The wide body, 408 brake horsepower, bubble roof. Yeah. Again, yeah. same bubble roof. You've also got unique seats. You've got unique gear lever. You've got unique instruments. Uh, you've got um, uh, there is uh, there's more there's, there's there's more leather than Colony have got in their in, in their warehouse. On <laughs> I mean, even even the, the 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 window switches, the vents, the the every, everything you touch, everything you feel when you sit in there, it, it's incredibly special. You've got different splitter. You've got twenty. You've got sport suspension, sport chassis, twenty mil reduced uh, ride height. You've got a limited slip differential. You've got the Fuchs alloys, which really, to me, set it off. I think the nine nine seven can carry them, as with the nine nine six. I think if you put Fuchs on a on a nine nine two, I think it would look a little bit contrived. Just yeah. a thought. Yeah. Um, do you, do you think, Paul? Maybe that was the 907 Sport Sport Classic. When when did that? Was that 2000? 2009. 2009. Yeah. So that was a difficult time economically, wasn't it? And it was it was an expensive Very. car. Was it 138 grand or something like that? Yeah. So, and do you think maybe there's a combination of, you know, that was a difficult time to offer up an expensive car from an economic point of view. You know, even 250 of them. And I, I sort of think if you look back at the original launch reports, I'm not sure that anybody spent a great deal of time in it from a press point of view. And I think it's a car that you really sort of grow to appreciate. And I think maybe Porsche didn't explain enough how special the car was. You know, they didn't talk about, you know, all of the, I mean, they did, but that didn't come across. I assume they did, but that didn't come across how special it was in any of the, any of the press reports that that I read, but maybe that's because people only potted around the experience center in it and didn't really, I don't know. It was, I think it had a bit of a muted response at mm. the time. And it's from owners. I think that you start to appreciate what a special yeah. car it is. I, I, I think you're right. Uh, I think also that they have to be careful 
thinking back to those times, people were finding things difficult, ends meeting, banking crisis, all this was going on. Is it right for a car company to be chucking out there this expensive, exclusive design? I mean, Porsche are quite sensitive to, to, to the general. And this was a world problem. It wasn't just a, a European and UK problem. It was a world problem. So it wasn't probably the right time to be shouting about a car. They probably spent a lot of money developing it and went, ooh. Because it, it would have been, what, two years before, guys, that they'd have yeah. started the process? Yeah, that's yeah. true, yeah. So and that would have been 07. So we hit the banking crisis in 08. So they were suddenly launching what was a high-end trophy-type car into a marketplace that you had to be sensitive to what you were doing. Mm. Probably a lot of people were asked if they wanted one and maybe declined because of 138000 back in two, 2008, 9, 10. A lot of money, still a lot of money today. And be interested to actually, if you, if you, if you put the inflation figure from 2009 into 2023, what that would come out at, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, because the I think Sport Classic comes out at about two twenty something plus bits. Yeah. The other thing is there there wasn't an extra that you could put on the the nine nine seven. It all came out the same, didn't it? Exactly the same. Yeah. But your performance figures: one hundred eighty eight miles an hour top speed, zero to sixty in four point six seconds. They they're not rude figures today. Um, yeah, and, and again, like well costed in that lovely interior whereby you know as you pointed out even like the door handles covered in in leather there's no kind of you know unsightly plastic or anything like that it's just super high-end really I, th I think the other thing that people forget with the 997 sport classic is it was launched alongside speedster um and yeah i think i think max is on something there whereby in this day and age a lot more would have been made of that but in many ways at that time those cars kind of signalled a little bit of a rebirth of uh, Porsche exclusive manufacture. Because if you think in the years prior to that, although manufacture, uh, exclusive manufacture were doing, and I'm talking about the 996, early 997 era, although they, they, they were available for individual options, special options on cars, they didn't make any special edition cars themselves. So the mm -hmm. 964 and 993 era, we had a plethora of cars coming out of exclusive. And then we had this 10-year barren run, mm. which culminated in the 997 and the Speedster and the Sport Classic coming out. They they were exclusive cars. And obviously, it's been a gravy train since then. But um, perhaps it kind of, yeah, wasn't marketed as effectively as you might as you might do today, which in the case of 356, uh, in the case of the 997 Speedster is a good thing because to my mind that's a bit of a disaster of a car i've said said before <laughs> bit, of, bit of a dog's dinner really um the, the sport classic is definitely different uh, but anyway paul tell us what what's it like to drive the 992 sport yeah. classic then yeah um amazing absolutely amazing i've been very fortunate and i've had the experience of a gt3 touring 992 and a turbo s and it actually sits in between the two and, and effectively you're able to concertina down from two cars into one it may not be um as raw at times but when you dial it up it it gets pretty close to where a gt3 is you dial it back out and you you you're where a turbo s is so you've got you, you you've effectively got two cars in one it uh, yes if, if you took 100 percent each way it probably gets to 90 something percent of, yeah. of, of each of them so from from an everyday user point of view fantastic comfortable relaxed great infotel system and um 
and, and you're not, we've discussed the, 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 the GT3, a fabulous product, but it's harsh on the road and you're backs and forwards, you're thrown around, you need the buckets, you have to have the buckets. because you, you. So it, it, in terms of that, it, it ticks a lot of boxes. Um, it feels special. Uh, you know, we all spend a lot of time in traffic jams and, and, and things like that. And, and we all, you look around your car and you've got little, little touches here, there and everywhere. So it pleases from that perspective. It's understated. But if, if you know, you know. And in France, there were a lot of gesticulations and friendly ones, shall we say, on the motorway. <laughs> uh, not the uh, uh, the, the uh, l'oiseau, not the bird. Uh, but um, and, and it, actually in France, they really appreciated it. And uh, it was it was great. And, and in, in the UK, uh, in filling stations, people just look at you, just give you a nod and uh, know what that is. Uh, how's, so, the, um, uh, how's the smell, Paul? I was struck when I sat in it uh, when we were out. How well, nice after you smelled. left the car, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully I didn't contribute to that. But it, it was a real uh, sort of lovely, leathery, sort of expensive smell in there. That's one yeah. of the things that struck me. Yeah, it still has that. I mean, three thousand miles in, it still has that uh, its own odor and um, fantastic. And it seems to. I did the same as the nine nine seven. There are certain cars which just have, and they you, you've got that extra leather in there, and that extra special, and that clunk of the door as you close it, and you're in this costed environment. Yeah, um, yeah, the smells great. Going back to the driving impressions, yeah, to give you an idea, it's five hundred and fifty brake horsepower rear wheels seven speeds seventh speed is fantastic on the motorway you, you every day you use the six speeds a lot of torque you've got um 350 brake horsepower per ton uh the 997 is 286 per ton uh the, the interesting enough little known fact the 992 has a carbon fiber bonnet Ooh, yeah. i nice. i'm not 100 percent sure and uh Somebody will correct me on this, but I, I, I'm pretty sure the roof's carbon as well. Mm, that's what I was wondering with that double bubble. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Would make sense. Mm, it would, uh, wouldn't it? Lee's probably furiously typing into his uh, his phone to find out whether yeah. that, that's the case <laughs> or not. <laughs> I'm just looking to see if there's any for sale yet. Ah, uh, that's an interesting... Okay, that's that's a, I, it's something I did think about before this because it, it's, it's obviously very, very lovely, but... Um, there are, I, I've been approached on a number of occasions and the figures banded to me are fairly eye-watering um, in terms of where people think they are. Um, I've heard of cars going for 100 to 130 over list. Yeah, that um, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And somebody muted a figure to me and I just thought, woo. But that's not why I buy the cars and I certainly, certainly wouldn't. My understanding is a few have transacted and the uh, V5s, so say, resting in the uh, initial owner's name. Yeah. Oh, okay. As is standard practice, really, in this day and age, you sell the car, you keep the logbook, or you yeah, know, for for a year or so. Oh, is that yeah. Right? Then the then, okay. the then the guy flog <laughs> flogs it all over Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is it, for me, it it. it tick the box of the balance between the gt3 and the turbo s so one car does both and uh fantastic uh quick the thing that struck me paul and it'd mm. be interesting to have how that's improved with miles and driving it harder i didn't expect it to sound as good as it does mm. um you know when you left and you know only sort of drove away gently you know from mm. from gilks where we were 
but I was, but the sound was a really high quality one, didn't it? It didn't, it didn't sound, you know, sometimes the, the three litre turbo 992 engine with a sports exhaust, it all sounds slightly contrived sometimes. And, but, and that's partly because turbo engine cars are often a bit quiet, but the sport classic, when, when he came out and drove away, it sounded like it should sound like that. You know, it sounded like Mm -hmm. a natural sound, but a really high quality sophisticated sound and i thought god i didn't i didn't expect it to sound so good and maybe it mm. sounds even better now you're able to extend it and it's sort of breaking in yeah you've got the sports exhaust the um audi ovals on on the back and um uh that certainly does it up and, and the other wonderful feature which i just think is is fabulous is is the whole um uh rev matching on gear change Oh, so, okay. so when you do um for, for me I, it's a bit of, I, I actually dial it out well, on the way back and i discussed this with leo i i happened to well i didn't happen because i stuck it into my kalimoto um app which is uh actually a motorcycle app for you can dial in normal roads uh, twisty roads very twisty roads and sick making roads mm-hmm. um and brilliant so, app, that is mm-hmm, brilliant good app, app. absolutely brilliant app. Uh, you have to pay the, the, the it's i think 39.95 a, a, a year but that gets you european wide cover and uh so i dialed that in it took me up out of nice to the uh, route to napoleon and wow what a road what a road uh, just magical twisty 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 through rock arches up to the top where there's this plateau where there are uh, cows, sheep, horses, llamas—you name it up there—and sort of, <laughs> uh, uh, and there was nobody, nobody on the road. I met two vans and no cyclists, because apparently in the summer months the cyclists are pretty prevalent, and obviously one's got to be incredibly respectful of them, as of course they are of us. Um, but <laughs> it, it was it, Lee. You've done that road. It's a phenomenal road. There's so many gems around that part of the world. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you had the the perfect car for it. As I said to you on WhatsApp at the time, you're probably there best time of year. A um, little bit of snow, I think, when you get up top. But otherwise, actually, it's clear, as you say, of cyclists and perhaps other petrol heads that have, have descended on that part of the world for the summer months. So possibly ideal really to, to have yeah. the road to yourself yeah. i'd really like yeah. to go down there you know i've i've never been down that part of the world in a in a car i've talked about it with mandy i've tried to pitch the idea for some reason she's not that not that bothered but maybe i think we need to do a trip down there because i'd really like to do route napoleon and just sort of just hanging around in that part of the world for a couple of days well, I, I would thoroughly recommend it i mean the, the alternative what you could do I and mean, the route down is is it's quite a slog yeah. down there i would actually take um a couple of days and stop and i would dial in not doing the um uh the the toll roads so if you take a couple of days dial out the toll roads on, on your sat now for your ways or, or kadamoto uh, because the the french end roads are great i mean mm. beautiful long roads tree-lined etc and there's a place called Troy, which toy troy t-r-o-y yeah, there. that's lovely yeah yeah I like that. really really good stop We've stayed in Arkham before, Lee, which is on the German side, which is yeah. a lovely city. And um, so do that. And actually, if if Mandy doesn't want to, and Gemma probably wouldn't want to do that schlep with me, but they can fly to Nice. Nice Airport's really easy. Pick them up there and then um, travel around. I, I found someone Airbnb, and it was a beautiful little cottage, 
overlooking the water in Antibes, out of season. And I think it was 300 and something pounds for two nights. So, yeah. um, on, and on Tebes on my radar, because that is where the car chase in Condor Man is. So Condor Man was an important um, movie for me because of the bad guys in the black 911s. You know, the one that looks like a 935, which is the head bad guy. And then, then the others that look a bit like sort of 934 kind of things. You know, that was a significant moment in my love of black Porsche 911s. And mm-hmm. that was in, you know, when they come into the town square, the gang, the bad guys, that's on Teeb. So mm. I would like to go there. We've got to get you mm. down there, Max. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. definitely get you. So Lee, going back to your, your questions about driving, obviously being rear wheel drive only. So the, the front end feels incredibly planted, but also light with, with the forward drive, you, you've got more mechanic going, more mechanics going on. You've got more weight over the front there. So the balance between the Turbo S and the GT3, again, it sort of sits between the two. So for a, for a car that, that, and I appreciate its limited production, and it, it would be fabulous if Porsche actually offered nice, uh, maybe a sort of a turbo light where you, you, it was a standard production car that you could order the rear-wheel drive manual gearbox. And I was actually really pleased that there wasn't that PDK option because it's a real debate on, on those cars whether you do PDK or manual. And the fact is you didn't have a choice uh, was a blessing. Yeah. Uh, so the fact is it, it sits between the two. You and I, is Carl Fortune doing the test with us on? He is, yeah. Yeah. So I'd be very interested to hear both your views of, of that balance because I'm I'm a driver. I enjoy my driving, but I'm not a – I don't jump in and out of, of all the different car offerings that, that Porsche do. And you guys will be able to, to make your own judgment, and I'd be interested to know your take on it uh, yeah. following that. Uh, because it seems to me it offers that balance, and it would be a car that if it went into production would be a very exciting prospect. You know, seven-peak manual, rear-wheel drive, turbo, uh, just not offered. No, no, no. I, I can't, I can't see that that would be the case. Which it is, it probably, you know, it protects the specialty of the nine nine two Sport Classic and it. its USP. Really, I'm, I'm keen to. Obviously, I'm keen to find out for myself, thanks to your kindness, but I'm I'm keen to learn from you in the first instance what it's like marrying that rear-wheel drive layout and a manual gearbox with uh, 550 horsepower, but more importantly, 700 newton metres of torque. So, you know, how does the car handle? Is, is, is the back end prone to a bit of slip? <clears throat> I couldn't possibly comment. Uh, <laughs> No, yes, I mean, yeah, there is a bit, but no, not, not, no, not at all. Not something that suddenly I was wary, as you yeah. would be, and every time, and naturally, something like the Route Napoleon was was a perfect place to try to relatively uh, slow speeds coming out of corners and things. And obviously, at times there are some quite severe drops, uh, but actually, there are plenty of other occasions where you're doing hairpins and you're feeling, yeah, the, the, there's a bit of slippage, but it it was it did it with a plot. I think is, yeah. is, is a word to, to use. Um, I very quickly dialed into the car. It very quickly drew me in, dialed me in, and I just had the windows down, had my playlist on, which I, 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 flick, in, I, I flick in and out of because sometimes I want to listen to the music and other times I just want to listen to the car and enjoy the drive. And it's a, it's a balance there. Um, and um, mm. so it, it, it's sophisticated, but 
equally you, you you drop it into sport plus and and you've got more of a gt3 yeah i'll be interested uh, well having having driven the manual 992 c2s which comes with the mechanical limit slip differential i think greg daly from rpm has previously made the point earlier in the series about how the manual 992 kind of feels a little bit gt2 he said 996 i think it's perhaps a little bit closer to 997 because the 997 gt2 is definitely more refined it's less of an an animal than the 996 until you really get pushing and and i definitely felt there was a little bit of that in the manual 992 carrera s uh, having driven that on on damp December roads a couple of years back, so yeah, the, the the prospect of that kind of similar layout, albeit with more power and torque, I find I find quite tantalising actually. And and yeah, I wonder wonder how that marries up on the road. But if you're saying it's actually it's okay, then then fair enough, yeah. you know. I, I, th- I think that they've probably achieved what they wanted to because they they've got a GT3 and. This is not trying to be a GT. It is not a GT product. It's an exclusive product, but they've dialed in some uniqueness. Manual gearbox, 550 brake, 3.7, 3.75, whatever the engine is. And I think they've done enough that this is this is this is a car that James is currently doing, which I have done, which is perfect for doing a European trip. Mm. absolutely perfect or going up to scotland going down to wales because when you get to the twisty stuff it's more than capable yet when you get to the boring stuff the motorways you sit there you listen to your podcast released on a monday morning or whatever it may be um <laughs> and uh and it, it it does do both really well and i take your point about preserving the uniqueness and, and value potentially of, of the of the sport classic from my perspective, I would actually embrace that if Porsche decide to build it as a production car, uh, not with all the uh, trinkets is the wrong word, but but w- w- without all the little tweaky bits. But if it was something that was available, perhaps with a carbon fiber roof, carbon bonnet, lightweight, almost stripped out nine and, and turbo, uh, because I think it's, it's it's something that everybody should have the opportunity of experiencing. And the problem is with these, they're limited production, limited numbers. People are terrified of driving them because, oh, what's it going to do to the value? Well, for me, the value is in the pleasure I get from, from, from driving it. And I don't believe it'll ever go below list price. So what have I got to lose? So, uh, yeah, exactly. How, um, that. how close do you think you could get with a, a 992 GTS two-wheel drive manual with the lightweight pack, I know that would bring buckets, which you don't necessarily want, but um, it, that car isn't going to feel as feel as special because there are some tangibles and intangibles about the sport classic thing that, you know, just when you sit in it, you feel special. But as a drive, I know it's not the same motor, but there's plenty of punch, you know. You get a long way to it, but, but if, you, if you went into the, uh, because you can put exclusive interiors in that, so you could go a long way to recreating, for example, the vents, the um, the the air, um, climate control panel you can mm-hmm. do in leather, so all you could spec in an awful lot of what is in the in, in the sport classic, and you can do a color scheme as well to a degree. But if you took it to something like Litchfield, and then yeah. got them to punch up, and there's a there's currently a nine nine one T for sale with I think five hundred and eighty or five hundred and fifty brake horsepower with the Litchfield pack, so and that's reversible, so you could go and do that. And if it doesn't do what it says, or you 
want to sell the car or somebody doesn't want that, you could dial it back. And obviously that would impact on warranty. But uh, I think you could get quite close, but just that extra 700 odd, uh, sorry, Ryan, forgive my ignorance, is the three litre twin turbo or single turbo? Twin turbo. Twin yeah. turbo, yeah. So, so yeah, I think you get probably 85% there, 80% there. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? And 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 where would you be on a price point on that? You'd be a, a GTS. What's one hundred and twenty-five? I don't know. Actually, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't know. To be fair, yeah, I, I suppose with the Sport Classic as well, it's got the cachet of that numbered production run. And actually, although there's a thousand more units than the nine nine seven, I think that's a reflection of the popularity of Porsche as a as a manufacturer these days. Yeah. I think that one thousand two hundred and fifty in current times is actually a really low number and i can't really fathom that they would do another car with a lower production number for for a special car available for all markets worldwide obviously there'll be country specific specials out there all the time where they do a limit run of 50 or whatever but for for a car that's available for every market i can't see they'll do one in this current situation that's less than 1250 so that it in modern times, it's a rare car. It's a yeah. rare car. <clears throat> it is rare. And if you go back to, to uh, Max's point earlier, that when they pushed out the uh, 2009-997 or Classic, it was, they may have been worried about the number they would sell because of the economic situation. So did you, if you did 1,000 or 997 of them at that time, would there have been a market for them? I actually believe that there were some that dealers – struggled to place but they were going down the list because of the, the economic times mm. and whereas you're absolutely rightly it's a much more global market now i think the biggest market for porsches is china is it or america it's, it's china for the boring stuff like panameras yeah. and all the rest of it <laughs> yeah. yeah okay um they're welcome uh, well no actually they're great cars but i mean it means the special ones there's the more for the rest of the world for people yeah. who want them but you're, you're right and you're when this was conceived we were coming out of covid there was a bit of optimism in the air and they they needed to spread the cost of the development bubble roof big big item uh, manual gearbox on that turbo engine big item um and so they needed to spread the cost of it but as you say there's a bigger market i don't know how many are going to the states i'm guessing nearly half i can imagine so yeah it's yeah. We, we from my calculations as made the point previously i think it's around about five percent of global production comes to the uk um so we'll see how that pans out in terms of like sport classic numbers here but yeah i think most most tend to go to the us so 3,000 miles in then, Paul, by way of uh, surmising, it would be great to get from an owner's perspective a highlight of the car um, and a low light as well in, in the interests of uh, yeah due diligence. Mm, God, interesting question. I think the highlight is, the, as I've said a couple of times, it's the blend between the two extremes of, or, or two of the upper end of the 9.92 range, the GT3 and the Turbo S. So it's that blend between the two. And the fact is it, it plows that fire really well. It sits mm. in there and you can you can go to the left, the GT type experience, you can go to the right and have the Turbo S comfort performance. So it's the blend of performance, drivability, and engagement. 
that's 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 the highlight. The downside of is one price, but besides that, uh, and the rarity because I would like other people to experience it. But the the downside, um, God, struggling to come up up with that, Lee. I mean, the, you know, the, besides the <laughs> besides the price um, and uh, potentially a little bit nervy. It's not a downside of the car, but you you, you realise you're in something special. The, the, the curbs look a lot more onerous when you're parking when you're in something like that. Um, <laughs> and uh, more sort of things about if it went missing, you know, how could you replace it? Or if something happened, how would you replace it? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really struggling. I think it's a fantastic blend. Yeah. Uh, I really, really do. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, when uh, when when I uh, I wondered if like anything from like a practicality point of view with PCM I know PCM six was simplified over the one before and and a lot of nine on two owners had real gripes with that first PCM system when I had that GT three touring press car a couple of weeks back my um, wireless Bluetooth connectivity for Apple CarPlay just kept dropping out and it was incredibly frustrating. I'd be on the phone to somebody and then it would just cut off and obviously I'd lose the call. Um, or again, like you're, you're following ways as we're darting through Wales and I just lose everything. So then I've just got nothing. I don't know where I'm going. A again, that was a brand new car. I found that incredibly frustrating. wonder if anything like that had happened with, with yours or any gripes with PCM or anything. No, I've had very little gripes with PCM. Uh, an early 992 Turbo for mine, I had an um, Aperture Green one. And um, that, actually, the whole car cut out. The PCM went down and the car went down. and Ooh. But literally pulled over, stopped, and it all restarted. I tend to use the cable and plug the phone in. So you're getting conductivity through the cable rather than Bluetooth. So you have the option of the two. So when you, so I agree with you, like all Bluetooth happens in, in Land Rover products and, and, and others, you, you can lose it. So I circumvent that by a, keeping your phone fully charged by using the cable. And it's the cable that is providing the conductivity to the, um, to the PCM system, and I have not had any issues at all with that. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, so, so try that. Yeah, uh, but bear in mind it's the USB C connector, not the USB. Yeah, uh, USB two or whatever it was. I can't remember. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Uh, again, with, with that touring. When I got in the car and I saw USB-C and I thought, oh, no, yeah, my iPhone cable doesn't cater for that. It's got the old-style USB. Luckily for my Nineworks TV equipment, I've got an adapter in the bag. But if I was just uh, collecting the car normally, then I'd have been completely shafted there. So that is a very good point you make. Uh, Paul, what a fantastic synopsis of the 992 Sport Classic and somebody that has definitely done a lot of due diligence on this, as we say, because best part, <laughs> 3,000 miles in now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, you're, that, uh, you're, you're, I think you're the leading authority on the sport classic in the world at the moment, probably, Paul. Definitely. Well, I, 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 must be. I, I think that probably James and I will have a, a bit of a, a sport classic off at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're meeting up, at, we're going to meet up at Goodwood and, and, and have, a, have a chat there. And he would have obviously concluded his trip. So it'd be really interesting to get his views as well. Um, he did comment to me, he said, I've, I've had to be a little bit subdued uh, because a lot of my friends have GT3s and uh mm -hmm. but it is it's a, it's a different car um and it's it's a wonderful it's a privilege to own and uh, certainly to share as well 
So yeah. thank you. Amazing. A pleasure. A pleasure as always, Mr. Pressland. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah. And you. Yeah, thank and you. you. Elsa. Are you going to Goodwood, Paul? Are you going both days? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, that's the intention. I've got the tickets, but um, it depends what's going on family-wise. Uh, I will try and slip across. I, I might do early early doors and slip away mid-morning and afternoon. Yeah. Um, I haven't really decided yet. This That's the members' meet. Yeah. 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 When's, when's, that's when your Wales trip is, isn't, isn't it, Lee? It is, yeah. 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 I'm, on, yeah. I'm on the Saturday for members' meet. Okay. Everyone else seems to be going on the Sunday, so I'll be on my own. <laughs> well, you say you're, you're you're going on the Saturday, then, Max. So, what car will you be? Is the question. I think well, last week we were talking. You, you, <laughs> our Nine Works Radio exclusive was the fact that you ruled yourself out of G Body for for at least a series. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Any any anything else on the horizon? Is, Are you still looking, or what's the score? There is news. Just thinking about the the timeline of podding and that sort of thing and because paul's here it's nice to be able to talk about it i am uh, in between the recording date and the published date of this podcast <laughs> going to be changing cars Ooh. which car which oh, car so which that's a good question yeah which car there are there are there are three cars to sell the car which is going uh is the 991 oh my word shocker wow shocker. Yeah. Yeah, shocker. yeah 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 i've i've been uh in a bull by the horns courage of my convictions kind of mood um and decided that i'll try something else so i'm 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 trading the 991 in against a um manual 981 boxster s exclusive another nightworks radio my word (laughs) so i'll be continuing my porsche journey uh in a mid-engine fashion in, yeah. a, in a in a really what i think will be i mean i, I haven't driven it very much i have driven it but i think this is going to be a really fantastic sports car especially in the time of year that we're coming into i'm yeah. really excited yeah wow. the, the the first thing to say max is massive congratulations yeah. massive congratulations that's that's a, a fantastic car you're getting into what we've you and i've obviously spoken at length about it on on the phone but it's a it's a lovely move that's I know that's an itch that you've wanted to scratch for quite a while and stems from your 718 uh, experience when you had that loan car. So it really is fantastic that you're going for that and going to experience something a little bit different within like the, the, the Porsche world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, as you say, Lee, that 718 box dress week that I had was fantastic. I loved it. Um, And it's, it's been, you know, an earworm ever since then, but it's quite a big thing to overcome, isn't it? To think, uh that to uh, make a move like that you've got to not have a 911 yeah and you think well you're always going to have a 911 aren't you but you know the way things are working you know my my trio of cars and you know life at the moment means that you know i can't um i can't add um yeah. so you know some something has to go um and the 991's actually been pretty kind to me in value terms not that i buy mm. a car with any thought about that you know i buy cars because i want to own them and drive them but um, I thought there's always another 911, isn't there? So let's Absolutely, let's yeah. go for it. Let's try this experience. Uh, and I got in you. the thing, um, and you know, I think I'd only got it maybe into third gear, um, you know, at 25 miles an hour. And I thought, God, that's nice. Well, I, I haven't had a manual gearbox car since the 997 went. So when that was sold, the three cars were all either ZF8 speed in the Beamer or um, uh, PDK in the McCann and the. 991 
And that hasn't bothered me at all. You know, I, I love popping about on the paddles in the 991. It's very exciting. I also like cruising about in it. So, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely, and I think that that's the right, you know, for, for, for my car, for my slipper spec 991, mm-hmm. you know, to wind it up into Sport Plus on, on, on the paddles or to wind it down into, into auto. I think that's the perfect combination for that car, maybe rather than the early iteration of the seven speed manual yeah but the six speed in the boxster is just a delight and i thought wow what 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 engines in that car is it so it's 3.4 315 horsepower yeah um uh it's uh it's rhodium silver nice um it's 2015 car so it has dab and things like that you know which is useful Mm -hmm. if i want to car Play. It for work, which, which, I, which I will do. Yes, yeah, so CarPlay is an easy, e- easy addition. It's got PASM. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got small wheels. It's got 19 inch nice. wheels rather than optional 20s, which is good for me. That works yeah. for me. I think that'll be to yeah. the benefit of the way it drives. Definitely. Uh, it's got black interior. It doesn't have extended leather, um, but I don't have extended leather in the Macan actually. And, and you know, the 981, 991 product was such a step on in quality over the 997 that. I think you don't have to have the extended leather, so mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable with that. It's got black leather seats, black hood. Um, it doesn't have sports exhaust, but as I've controversially said before, I don't always run the sports exhaust on in my 991 because I sometimes I find it a bit aggro. Um, and actually, with the top down, again, just cruising about, I was struck by what I, I suppose you're a bit closer to the action in the Boxster, aren't you? And, um, you know, James Bullen says, you'll, defi- you'll definitely want the PSE. You'll definitely want to get ahead. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I, I I thought it, it all sounded really lovely as it was actually, uh, but you know there's a lot to explore, and, and definitely, and I think because we we really want to give this the moment it deserves. So I know we're going to talk about all of this and 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 the many other um, topics that this throws up in the next episode. If you're cool with that, Matt. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Especially once last... I've got it, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. It, yes, it was. It'll be the last. <laughs> last episode of the of the series and it'd be lovely to to round off with a another purchase from the nine work stable and and just love what you're doing max i want to yeah. say ahead of as we're recording now ahead of your collection a massive congratulations and really can't wait okay. to yeah. see your ownership experience flourish there with the box star yeah. well done congratulations lee no pressure now <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I'm I'm halfway there. I've managed to get out of the Cayenne. I say managed to. I, I was gutted to sell that thing. If I'm yeah, honest. I wondered if there was a little tear in the eye as it drove off. I, I still maintain it's, it is one of the the best cars I've owned, just because it, for what it did, it did everything not just for me but my family. Yeah. I think that was that's possibly the important thing. It did it it catered for all of our needs. You know, myself, Laura, and the dog. Yeah. Um, brilliant thing. Yeah, I was I was gutted to see it go, yeah. but it was it was a funny occurrence paul after you and i met for for mm. breakfast last week i came home fired up youtube live and thought well i'll just do a walk around of the car while it's relatively clean and uh yeah told followers on nine works tv why the cayenne is great and perhaps why you should buy this one in particular and uh yeah within 10 minutes i'd had an email saying i'll buy it off you for the asking price unseen no problem at all so fantastic so a lovely chap called rod who's also a 996 owner which is nice so he's two car porsche garages cayenne and 996 <laughs> he uh he come along from devon to collect the car with his lovely wife sheila uh this week so yeah the, the cayenne is is gone sad times yeah. but it does yeah. free up did some you have cash a bunch of flowers for her? 
I didn't. No, oh, no. Oh, come um, on. This is not I, the full experience, Lee, for selling cars. <laughs> what is this? What is this? <laughs> this is the Paragon experience. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm I didn't get any flowers away from my 997. Uh-huh. <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> no. You have to pull Jamie up on that. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did leave a, a, an OG Nineworks sticker in the uh, centre console just in case for for the nine nine six. But yeah, I'm surprised uh, it wasn't fully stickered up. <laughs> it should have been. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, going back to the nine 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 two, um, the, uh, one thing I avoided, which we didn't touch on, was the lollipops. Yeah, good move as well. I, yeah. I just, I, I struggle, struggle with those um really do really struggle with them yeah. and uh so yeah but no um, i think also Lee, that you're part of the issue with some of those that particular kind of interesting enough the 997 sport class is similar the road tax of those era of cars is horrendous yeah yeah very much i think so, it's yeah. 50 something a month is that, is yeah. that right yeah if, uh, you know as I've, I've made a point on our driven not hidden whatsapp group it's it, it, it yeah it's grating. It does great because, you know, the, the 911 is 25 quid a month and, you know, all right, it's, it's 30 quid difference. But the point is for the tax on that car, you can tax and insure a different car. And, and that's where it does make a difference, particularly mm. for a, a daily car, in my view. So you're mm. right. Cars from that era, they, they, they do have that uh, Achilles heel, really. Yeah. Yes. It's a real anomaly of, of, of figures there, which is disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. And I mean, the KM story is interesting, and I can't wait to hear how what the development on from that is, Lee. But and and we can talk about this maybe next week more when I've actually got the car. But it's interesting with the sport classic as well, Paul, to think about the context in which you own the car, isn't it? Because someone can look at one as a sport classic owner and make a judgment based on that one car, and someone might think Max is a bit of a prat, isn't he? He sold a nine eleven and bought a Boxster, judging it purely on face value. But it's it's about the the context of your life and the other cars that you own and the way that fits into your life and the journey that you're on, doesn't yeah. it? And there, there are, you know, there are things like the, you know, the experience that I had with Simon Jessup where I drove his air-cooled cars that slightly shifted the, the, the dial and made me think about future 911 ownership in a different way. Um, you know, and I was thinking in preparation of next week about, you know, the way that the 991 arrived. And part of that was having two cars, the 997 and a Golf R thinking i wonder how i can combine the things that i really like about these two cars into one and that was one of the reasons that, that the 991 came along we'll talk about that more next week but i think you know in a social media world you can look at one picture and make all sorts of judgments on that but it's interesting yeah. paul to hear about your your experience and you yeah. know gt product one way and turbo s the other way and why the sport classic such a great car for you and yeah. you know it'll be the same with lee's next car and, and hopefully this boxer for me yeah, it's 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 about the the, the story behind it and, and the rationale. You've bought a a manual, convertible, quick, fun car, and 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 when you use it, you're you're, you're using it for a reason. You, when you're on your own, it's great, and uh, at home you've got other product that that serves the purpose. When you want to go out down the beach with the dogs, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're lucky as enthusiasts that. As we mentioned before on the podcast, is proliferation of all of the models in, within the lineup. It's it's to our benefit because there really is a car there for everybody, and it's about finding the right car in the right spec to suit 
your lifestyle and, and more often than not the lifestyle of your family as well so absolutely it's, um, it's, absolutely. A, it's a very good point well made there gents so yeah yeah we'll see we'll see where that leads um but yeah it was very nice to sell the cayenne to someone within the nine works tv family in any case and i do wish rod many happy miles with that car Marvelous, uh, andy on to on to you mate so you obviously in the weekend just gone we're up at sheffield with me we've covered that in the previous podcast but you took the 993 so i'm i'm wondering was it a final drive or was it uh, <laughs> did it afford a stay of execution for gustavo where are we at uh, yeah i mean well do, do, i reckon we probably did 600 odd miles do you reckon i think so in yeah. all over the weekend it was a yeah it was a lot of driving wasn't it we had some amazing uh drive outs across the peak district um beating the path across all sorts of surfaces um yeah we hit some gravel i think at one point i <laughs> certainly remember lighting up the the tires going around a particular corner going uphill and uh spraying i'm not sure i think i sprayed john emery in his 964 with gravel so i do apologize john <laughs> but yeah it was amazing we had a, a a good a good good drive yeah and really sort of got to use the car lots um how do i feel at the end i was of gonna say that? yeah and mm. and where are we at it almost felt like it was like the like yeah just like the finishing act almost in that i needed that drive to make the decision and i think gustavo is gonna go Ooh. Wow. Oh, yeah. exclusive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another one <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think it's uh yeah time to yeah i've, I've enjoyed you know the process of doing what i've done to it um enjoyed driving it over the, the last five years but um feel that it's yeah i don't need two 911s and i really want to experience what thermidor has so yeah. yeah something you said to me on the walkie talkie when we were driving up sheffield on the friday was breaker breaker in, in breaker breaker one two one two you said that you felt like the sc in being a g-body car that was the 911 that was kind of perhaps always for you or the one you always wanted yes yeah it did it did i, I kind of always lusted after that that look that um raw feel i think um the 993 found me to a certain extent and it felt the right car at the right time because it was you know so well looked after and um just to get yeah, a great all-round package for at the time and a reasonable amount of money um but yeah i feel that the an impact bumper was always the one that I really wanted to experience. Yeah. Um, and I'm very lucky to have found an impact bumper that, you know, is really, seems quite special and is extremely well kept. So, um, there's not big bills around the corner, um, where I'm sure there's quite a few impact bumpers that, yeah, I have got lots of stuff hidden. Well, hopefully I bought something that's not got lots of stuff. <laughs> You'll find out, mate. Yeah. You'll find out. <laughs> yeah. With, um, yeah. with the Sheffield weekend and all that sort of thing, Andy, have you been able to do much much more driving in the SC? You've been pottering about locally in it? No, not at all. No, it's, not uh, at all. No, no it's, been, yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's uh, it's holed up in the garage, I'm afraid. We could do with a nice um, Easter weekend, couldn't we? We need some nice weather over Easter. And yeah. We get a chance to get out in it then. Yeah, I hope to get out, out in it this weekend. It's my wife's um, birthday weekend and we're going up for up to our favourite little pub up in Wiltshire, Beck, Beckford Arms. We're going up to there. So it's a nice, nice. drive up there. Um, 
and yeah, get to get to check the car out. I think very nice. So it's a good stage, fantastic, and happy Kabertstag as well to Mrs. Brooks. <laughs> what language is that? Expressions <laughs> Deutsche, Andy. B. Is it my Expressions word? Deutsche. Very good. Very good. Nine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. see skills coming to the fore there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah. Talk, okay. Well, talking so... of like going up north, I think we should do just a very quick thank you because last week we kind of pre-recorded stuff, didn't we? So I think we should just briefly say thank you so much to Paul Sheffield for for hosting us on on Saturday. Yeah. Um, amazing, really, when you think how much work they put into that. Uh, thank you to Richard at Steel City Porsche for partnering with us. He, he did a, a great job. I know he was running around all day sorting stuff out. Um, Lynn's Catering, um, Lynn's Sheffield, um, they put on a great, great tomato sausage, I think it was, wasn't it? Oh, and yeah, yeah everything, full palette. Talk me through the tomato sausage. What's a tomato sausage? It's just got quite a bit tomatoey in in the sausage okay, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i was a bit dubious that it was going to be lathered with tomato or something so i was a bit um a bit dubious about it but no it was very good is that um, you don't need ketchup in your breakfast bat because you've got a bit of i don't do ketchup things, anyway i think oh, that's right. poor men's food if you ask yeah. me <laughs> yeah i was gonna say adults <laughs> adults don't use ketchup surely yeah. I'm, I'm not a ketchup lover <laughs> and then finally um to eb motorsport as well because they just laid on an amazing morning for us. There was um, 12, 12 or 13 of us turned up, and I think there was 12 or 13 of them. Um, and, yeah, showed us what they did and laid on some great food, and it was just marvellous to to spend a morning with them. So thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, here, 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 here. Cool. Fantastic. So Max is going to be jumping into a new car. We're going to hear more on that next episode. Andy's 903 is for sale. It does come with some flowers for the other half Absolutely, of the purchase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul, by this time next week, I'm sure you'd have done another 3,000 miles in your 992 Classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not with the work pressures at the moment, but uh, any excuse, any excuse. Have you got any interesting car adding plans at the moment, Paul? You got your eye on anything that you fancy or anything that's coming down the pipes that you, that's... No, the opposite, actually. I'm, I'm sort of rationalising things and, and uh, focusing on... Uh, uh, I had uh, my 73 RS was uh, in the RAC uh, this, this week in the, uh, in, in the centre of it. And uh, it was a car that did the... It's a lightweight first edition 500 uh, right-hand drive. It did the target floor it. So there was a, a whole thing about the history of the car. And I think really... I think all of us during COVID, <clears throat> certainly I did, went, went a bit far on the cars, and it's just now a question of a bit more rationalisation and looking and analysing how I'm using them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, nothing really on the radar at all. Uh, yeah. uh, plenty to enjoy. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's now a question of really enjoying the cars. For me, the, the return on the cars um, is about the, the pleasure of driving them, the people I meet and the experiences that I have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're, they're the things we remember. Uh, and we discuss, you know, whenever we will meet up, we talk about that trip or this best of occasion. And I'm really, really looking forward to Norway. Uh, that is going to be a, a fabulous trip. Um, it's going to be a great trip. I mean, just the, the, the magic of, of, of the scenery, the company. I'm looking forward to meeting 
the Norwegian guys. I think that the uh, special drinking hat's going to have to come out from what I can ascertain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure we should be drinking more, the car or or, or us. (laughs) (laughs) You you are right, Paul, about the people and the places. When I was drinking coffee this morning, I flicked on my Instagram and Peter Estwick had posted a picture of uh, a rogues gallery, I, I call it, which is a picture that I took of you all standing up against the garages at Gilks. Uh, you and Pete and um, uh, and Paul Paul Fairman and mm. I was just st- standing in a line. I think Pete's cracked a joke and everyone's smiling, and it just took me back not just to that, but to all the occasions of standing around in car parks uh, yep. and with with friends chatting. Um, you know, yeah, it, done. yeah, and it's it particularly the, the sort of post COVID um, time where we were able to get out and drive and, and, and the experiences we had and uh, it, it's, it's lovely because you meet people from different different professions different walks of life different areas and 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 that variety is fantastic and you'll go places and you'll bump into somebody and say oh yeah yeah i was there and, and, and that is just just fabulous uh, it yeah. really is and and the portion in particular is, is and, and actually your case in point, uh, your, your 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 experiment, you're going down the Boxster route, and, and that's a different route, but it's still still part of the community. And on yeah. Saturday, on sun, Sunday, I was at uh, the stables and bumped into a chap that um, Lee, you remember, he came to Goodwood with us. He met us at uh, the car park, uh, sorry, the the, the um, uh, place in near Ringwood, and he had a he just bought his first Boxster. Oh yes, oh, yeah. uh, Lee Woodham's. Lee. Yeah, so so I saw Lee, and uh, uh, he came up to me, and we were chatting away, and he's done quite a few mods on the car now, and uh, caught up with it, and uh, he's he's now got a new job, which sounds really exciting, helping run a race team. Uh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's great to see him. Really good. Really nice. good. And of course, the best Excellent. thing about helping out to run a race team means you get all of the slick tires when the race team's finished with them. So you can do a load of track days, <laughs> a load of track days. Cause a, a race team's definition of spent slick tires is very different to, uh, the gentleman driver attending a track day. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Cracking. Can we do a gem of the week? Yes. What yeah. you got? Amazing. Or are you going to spread, spread it out? Like you did last week told Max that he had to come up with one. Max, if you've got one, you feel free to go for it, mate. Well, after I was uh, after I was slightly after you lowballed me in a highball kind of way by by going for a more a car of the people as I was uh, sticking in those ninety grands, which I seem to have been doing recently. And you found that real some really nice things at forty grand. I thought, right, I'm going to have that, Silby. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to find something really super for even less. So what I've come up with. Um, not prompted. I mean, it's going to sound like I'm bloody doing a Andy here and trying to, you know, fluff my own pillow. But <laughs> Phil, 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 Phil Raby's got a 981 box dress. Um, in... Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he's honestly... paid the deposit and already he's sticking up the values. Bloody no, hell. No, no, the thing, the thing with it is, the, the thing with it is he's got this 981 box dress for 29995 and the, the spec of it, it's fantastic. It's GT Silver, which is a colour that everyone loves. It's Good got color. it's got hardback sports seats, which are a fantastic seat. I've never managed to buy a car with those seats in it. I love them. Um, it's a, it's a fourteen plate, so it's got it's, it's got dab. You know, it's got all sorts of really nice things in it. Really great spec, really usable car. Um, it, it's it's done plenty of miles. It's done 
79,000 miles, which is, you know, proof of the fact that it's a great, enjoyable, usable car, because that's obviously what somebody's done with it. And you know, I'm not I'm not bothered about punchy miles because I can't remember the last time I didn't own a car that had more, you know, didn't have 100,000 miles on it. That's our Beamer at the moment. So big miles, no problem. Lovely car, 29,995. It's a PDK. Um, what a brilliant thing. Have a look on uh, yeah. on Phil Raby for that. It's nice great, gym. isn't it? You know, thirty thousand pounds. That's it's not really a lot of money for the car, really. I mean, what a what a premium sports car experience. That it, exactly that, and this is what I mean. You know, it's relative, of course, but in in the world of Porsche, that's that's fantastic, fantastic. Um, I, I have seen as well, just like across the board, values coming back slightly. I think everybody has seen that, um, and I did have a thought last night actually that where we're in this kind of cost of living scenario as well it and meanwhile these values of cars are falling back i suppose if you compare the price of a porsche relative to a loaf of bread and 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 a set of eggs in the last 10 years actually porsches have it's the well how how do you frame it it's the cheapest they've been for a good 10 odd years or whatever do you know what i mean uh, i'm just listening to man maths here absolutely that's <laughs> what i was thinking <laughs> absolutely absolutely i think somebody that, made that's, a point that's the sound of a man that's just about to buy some car yeah the car, <laughs> he's, got, he's got money in his pocket and he's got to justify it to himself oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no it's no coincidence that mm also is for the members meet but it's also man maths as well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only you've dug yourself so deep into the man maths i hope laura's not listening to <laughs> i think i think somebody made the point on our collective whatsapp chat as well about like not running a not running a front number plate and the, and the fine is 60 quid or whatever and you go well, that's half tank of fuel now that's fine just completely it's completely worth the risk where so yeah but like i say rel- relative to your bread and eggs and that yeah porsche 911 or a porsche of any description porsche sports car has uh it's the best value they've been for at least 10 years so <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on that on that notion should get out there and buy. It's fantastic value. Oh dear, dear me, dear me. Cracking. It's, it's a great gem of the week, Max. So thank you for that. Shall we finish up with a spread the love? Yeah, yeah. spread the love, and I'll do a little update as well on collective members. We got some more. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, spread the love first. Amazing. I'll dive in first. If that's okay, in case anybody needs a bit of time uh, to, to think of it. anything, because Paul will it will expect to spread the love from you as well. Please, mate. <laughs> I've, I've got one. I've got. Have you, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. off the mark. You're off the mark. I'm just gonna. I know I did it last week, but I, I'm gonna um, blow the, the nine words trumpet again for a different part. It's a new part of the website we've developed this year, and it's to the benefit of everybody. So it's worth you knowing at home. It's the events page or events tab. So. Mm. Obviously, it gets to the weekend. You think it's been a hard week. I can't wait to dig the car out at the weekend and go for a drive, meet some lovely people. Where can I head to? Well, dear listener, we are solving that problem for you because if you head to nineworks.co.uk slash events, it's got a listing there of everything that's going on. And the beauty is you yourself, if you're uploader or you have an event, you can upload that event for everybody else to know about. So again, a great way to find cool events and connect with other enthusiasts, upload your own events and find out 
what's going on uh, around you or indeed not around you if you fancy a road trip maybe a three thousand mile jaunt to the south of france for a sunday morning coffee or something (laughs) (laughs) so yeah go go and go and check it out get involved the the more people that use it the better that will become so anything from cars and coffee right up to big shows we want to see it all on there so yeah that's it great nice what are you saying what you got i'm going to spread the love for somebody in dorset and it is for Scotty and James at Barnsport. Oh, good call. Um, they've been doing some work for me on some bits and pieces and just the efficiency, attention to detail and uh, the speed of getting on with things. Fantastic. Uh, they've looked after a number of my cars and including the Magnus Walker one and we had a few little pickups and they sorted all that out. So Scotty and James at Barnsport near Blandford in Dorset. Excellent call. Excellent. Fantastic. Call. Yeah, very good. Andy? Uh, I'm de- de- digging into my list of YouTube views. And uh, one that yeah, I... Not too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one that I keep meaning to spread the love for is um, a, a channel called the Forensic Detailing Channel, um, which is an awesome hit as the only way I can describe it of information on how to clean your car properly. Um, the guy on there does some amazing stuff. Um, uh, a lot of hard work to actually determine, you know, what the best products are. And, uh, I think, I think it's a great channel. So yeah, the forensic detailing channel on YouTube, Max, I don't I'm apologize. Going off, I'm going off brand. I'm on Instagram, but there's also a website, but you can link through from Instagram to something called vantage world tour. Uh, so that takes us into the uh, shaky world of Aston Martin reliability in, in a really interesting way, because it's a, a friend of mine who I met through Porsches. Some people might know him on Instagram as Phil the Porsche, Phil Churchill. Lovely guy. He's got a 997 CSR. Um, oh, yeah. Also had, although he sold it now, a 928, had a Boxster race car, you know, various things. Wow. Like that. Top, top guy, top guy. Um, but he bought his diversion from the brand was to buy a leggy Aston V8 Vantage, and when I say oh, leggy, I mean that like sounds interesting. Over two hundred thousand wow clicks on it, Crawford Yard. Yeah, and it, it was the um, it was the then CEO of Aston Martin's car, and they did a massive Aston Martin did a massive sort of thirty thousand mile sort of worldwide sort of testing drive with it. Um, you know, amongst other things, and, and Phil's ended up owning this car. So Brilliant. Phil and his son Will, who's just not long started driving, they they decided to take the car on a Palmal to Panama tour. Oh, wow! Sort of re- re- recreate some of the journey of the car. You know, and the car's quite interesting when you look at it. You know, it's got a strapped-in spare wheel in the back and that sort of thing. Stuff that Aston did to it for the for, for the for the trip that they did it. So Phil and Will are in. They picked up the car. Uh, so they start the the, the Palmal thing is the RAC club where your RS has been, uh, Paul. They they started there a few weeks ago, did the sort of launch, um, took the car up to Liverpool, put it on a boat, and they picked it up on a couple of days ago in New York. Um, and they're starting the sort of North American leg of that tour. And they'll, they'll pick it off, you know, they'll pop the car on another boat at some point, and they'll end up eventually driving the thing into Panama. That's fantastic. miles later. So, yeah, so they're in North America at the moment, driving around in this stickered up Vantage World Tour V8 Vantage. They're probably broken down at the moment. I was going to say, if it gets there, <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, and 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 
and the prep has been quite arduous. You know, Phil's had to do a lot of work on on the car to to sort of get it, you know, get it reliable. And he's had a lot of pe- a lot of people from the Aston Martin uh, community helping him do that. Uh, but yeah, they're in the they're in North America now. They're in Manhattan cruising about in it the other day, and um, you know, have a look on Instagram and see where they are now. Tops, Max. That's a fantastic Brilliant. spread. The love, yeah, yeah, and yeah, best love of luck. That a lot. Best of luck to the guys doing that. That's awesome. Maybe we'll get Phil and Will to check in with us one day when they're somewhere interesting. We'll get them to dial in from yeah. wherever they might be, and we can have a little chat with them. It's a great idea. Good, cool, a great cool. idea. It's funny. I actually, I've always fancied one of those Aston Martins. Mm. I think they're the right shape, size. You know, quite compact. The great V8 engine. I think they're a they're a brilliant yeah, car. It's a good looking car, isn't it? Really yeah, lovely. yeah. Oh, I'm following that right now. Looks good. Love it. Good good call, Max. We need to mention our works giveaways. We do a quarterly giveaway and yep. there's an update on that, Andy. There is. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you got the bits yet? Have you got them? Uh, no, so Maz at Garage Therapy has them and, and he's kindly said it's uh, he'll post them out direct. So that's really cool. kind. Um, um, maybe we can get a picture from Maz to so show out our drivers what they're going to get yes i have that to be fair yeah so oh, I'll, I'll broadcast that on social media but yeah so it's a it's a detailing hamper from our friends at garage therapy yep. i think we mentioned this in the last episode we've decided because next episode is the last of the series we've decided that we'll do the giveaway then it's a nice way to round up the current series by doing this draw so it's for works drivers and above which is yep. basically works and then of course our, our hero drivers yeah, indeed. So if everybody for those kind of top two tiers of the collective will go into the hat to win uh, this detailing hamper. It's worth a hundred quid. And as I say, Maz is going to post it out to you. Garage therapy products are awesome. We've, oh, well, I've been using them on my car so far this year and I'm loving them. So uh, hopefully it'll it does be look the better your car. It. It yeah, it does. Better. And yeah. do you know what as well? It sounds really silly, but it, it's actually making the process of washing Absolutely. a car enjoyable. Yeah. And easier, easier, doesn't it? definitely yeah like i washed my car last night in the rain because it was still covered in salt from the weekend really yeah and my car's got lots of good products on it yeah and basically i got the jet wash out and the majority of the filth that was all over the car just came off with a jet wash you know and then a quick Beautiful. wash afterwards yeah. and yeah, it looks sparkling this morning so yeah all of these products they really are good they do good, make a difference. good shit yeah yeah, good shit. It is good yeah. shit. And um yeah, so we're we're delighted that Maz is is offering that up for our for our works and works collective and one lucky winner there will we'll grab that. So we'll do the draw on the episode next week. If yeah. you want to be in for that, you can upgrade this week. Um, I think by the time this comes out, you'll probably have a day or two to upgrade. But again, we're we're gonna do this every quarter and reward you with some goodies. Indeed. Excellent. Excellent. Right, shall I um do a quick collective update? Yes, yeah. please. All right, I'll run through quick. Here we go. Uh, Gary Spencer. Yes, it is the Gary Spencer. Yes, the Gary uh, Spencer. Not the new he's... Gary Spencer, although we're pleased to have him as well. Yeah. Thank you for the warm welcome, he says. Uh, based in Cheltenham in the Cotswolds. And he was recommended by his friend, Guy. Geez. Geezer. Geezer. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, and I think we know that he has a 991 GT3 RS along with a, a GR Yaris. So, yeah, welcome. Paul, uh, sorry, welcome. Gary. Welcome, Gary. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome, Gary. Thanks yeah. for joining the collective. <laughs> right. Next up is Brandon Mount, who is a Canadian 
living in North Carolina, but I was also lived in London for quite a few years as well. I think three or three or four years. Um, now this is a passage of extreme length. This is beaten. Who was it before that's um, sent in a huge long um, introduction? It's fantastic to read, but a, a, a lot of words to read out. Um, so it's a nine nine. He has a nine nine six dot one coupe in Meridian Metallic manual. Uh, got nearly a hundred thousand miles on it. Um, what other salient points were there? I've said that he's in North Carolina. Yeah, there's so much else going on. Fantastic to have you aboard, and uh, please introduce yourself when we get you on uh, WhatsApp in the next few yeah. days. Random yeah. names. That's a great. It's a strong name, isn't it? I like it that. is a great name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So welcome, um, welcome, Brandon. Yes, can't wait to hear more about the car as well. It sounds good. Next up is Ben Thomas, who's a privateer. Um, he listens to the podcast and watches the YouTube videos. Based in West Yorkshire. And he currently drives a 2009 991.2 Carrera S. That'd be uh, a seven if it's 2009. Sorry, 997.2. Yeah, sorry, did I say 996? Obviously can't read what I'm, what I'm looking at. Next up is Clive Thomas, who's a rookie, but I've not heard from Clive. Give us a shout. Um, then we can uh, give you an introduction next week. And lastly, we've got Paul Stratton who is from Brentwood in Essex. He has a 991.1 GT3 and a 718 Cayman GTS. Um, he actually joined WhatsApp yesterday, yes. if I remember rightly. Yeah, awesome. yeah. His, um, Loved yeah, the look of the Cayman. Pictures, didn't he? The Cayman looks fantastic. It's an mm. adventure in green, I think, isn't it? With the um, with a really nice grey finish on the wheels. It's, uh, yeah. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks a nice, nice, nice car, that. Yeah, lovely. So, yeah, that's our new guys this week. And we have one upgrader, um, which is Lee Fish, who upgraded from a rookie to a privateer. Thank you, Lee. Much appreciated. Yes, Lee. Well done. Thank you for that. We love an upgrade. So thank you, good sir. And we <laughs> shall make that worth your while in the coming weeks and months, because there are additional benefits you get, of course, for, for upgrading and uh, going up the ranks, as so to speak. Um, I think something else as well, and this is just like even while we're talking, there's we've, we've discovered there's plenty of people from Essex in the collective yeah it's so a bit I, of a mafia it, it is it is I, I think we should make a, a a page on our whatsapp groups for a special uh, group for yeah well just boys. to just to split it down a little bit because yeah. what what i've found i don't know about you boys because you've, you've you've been to the events like i have whenever we do a nine works event there's a lovely feeling amongst people there it creates a nice vibe almost a bit like a brotherhood yeah. um and that's created by the people that that turn up and the people that kindly support Nineworks. So to my mind, if there's a, a group of that brotherhood over in Essex meeting up on a weekend and having a, a drive and whatever, absolutely fantastic. Mm, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be lovely to kind of support that officially, I suppose, with, with, with Nineworks. So maybe what we should we call it? The es Essex Mafia? Essex Mafia, yeah. <laughs> Lock up your daughters. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, yeah, we'll 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 create that. That'll be awesome. And and likewise, you know, for anybody else, because we, we've got collective members as well from around the world, which is is lovely. So maybe like for for the guys over in the states, it's slightly bigger than here, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if 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 those guys want to want to connect and meet up, I think that's something we should actively push. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, do shout if you want to want something like that. If you want a local area or or a country specific, we'll we'll get and have that. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Awesome, gents. Awesome. Max, I'm really looking forward to hearing all about your new purchase next week. Yeah, what what I love as well is I know it won't stop you perusing the classifieds in the marketplace. That's Absolutely that's what you're not. all about. So. Yeah. Nothing stops that. Nothing yeah. stops the fantasy garage. <laughs> well, it's Lee, not necessarily I, fantasy, you know, like it, well, it, you, you put your money where your mouth is. And that's that's what I love about it now. You know, and you you buy quality stock from quality sources, you know, from from recollection. This is the third separate or different dealer you've bought a Porsche it is. from. It is, yeah. So, you know, that's that's fantastic. That's not to be sniffed at yeah. at all. So yeah, you, you know your stuff and you put your money where your mouth is. Top top work. Yeah, yeah. excited. Yeah. How's your pocket, Lee? How's your pocket? Is it burning? Hot. It's hot. It's well, hot I've, I've just I've just looked down at my feet and in in the words of um who is it? Jay at Paragon. They are ensconced in buying boots. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens. all right all right Exciting. look forward to, to, just, to hearing uh, that just, story just quickly before we go going back to what we were talking about when we were on the sport classic a um a 992 gts is 115 grand um and if you start loading bits on like lightweight package and pts and all that sort of thing you can get up to 140 grand without trying trying too much so um not the same thing as a sport classic but if you can't get a sport classic you get a cool car there Definitely. Yeah, that's um, yeah. So, so I think you, if you do the interior, you do these. Do you, you put ceramics on there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's an exciting car. Yeah, and and the and the considerably more cost friendly option than buying a a used nine nine two Sport Classic. I say used. Used is completely the wrong term. Uh, but uh, a, a second owner Sport Classic, and and there are two for sale. I think one's at four eighty thousand euros and ones at five four nine thousand euros they're oh, german wow. cars so Whoa. not not uk so um yeah wow. well, there we go we'll, we'll we'll sign off with the vision of paul driving into the distance in his lovely old green sport classic thank yeah. you so much indeed and uh look forward to catching up soon yeah grand see cheers soon. gents see you soon yeah, see you soon yeah. Bye. This episode was brought to you by our very kind Driven Not Hidden Collective. If you would like to join the collective to get further access and rewards within the Nineworks community, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash Nineworks. You can also support us by leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app.